It sure is a pleasure to be here this morning. Uh, like I said, I'm from Norris First Baptist, just down the way, and uh, me and my wife kind of chuckled. We chuckled when we come in because this is about an exact model of our church down there, so it's like going somewhere and still feeling at home, so it's pretty dandy. I will tell you, if you're worried about the pot roast in the oven, don't. I've never been known for being long-winded. Uh, now, to my, not might fool us, but I'm not known for it. Uh, we're going to be in Ephesians 6, and we're going to start in chapter 10, and we're going to go through 18. And it's a, it's a message we know, uh, most of us know, we've heard it preached several times, it's uh, putting on the full armor of God, but that's not uh, the focus that I want to put on today. Today I want to talk about uh, the spiritual warfare that we're facing. Uh, now war is often portrayed as glamorous, uh, you know, we, we see it on TV, the, what's going on, they, they portray it uh, glamorous. But, uh, you know, it's always the, the people that are paying the least attention are the first casualties in a war. Uh, whether it's ill training or they get distracted along the way, there's usually something going on those first casualties or people that are distracted. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to read it. I like to read the Scripture, and then I like to go back. I don't wrangle Scripture. Uh, some people do. And, and by that, I mean I'm not going to run you all over the Bible today. We're not going to be jumping all over the place. Sometimes I might have one or two, but we're going to be right here in Ephesians today. Uh, I like to read through it. I like to go through because I want to see, I want us to go through how Paul is preparing us for this spiritual battle. And it's not a, not a physical battle. We're not here to physically fight people, but most of the time it's a battle within our mind. Uh, but let's read through. And then, uh, then we'll go on. Well, let's pray. How about that? Dear kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, thank you so much for letting us come and gather in your house and worship your name today, Lord. Uh, we pray that we can take your word and then we can apply it to our lives so we can become better servants for you, Lord. Uh, we pray that you'll see us through our walk uh, today as we go home, through our work throughout the week. Uh, that we can shine a light for you, that, that we can draw others unto you, Lord. Uh, I pray that I can, I can set me aside, that your word can shine through, Lord. Uh, in all things we do and say in your name, and amen. So let's, pray, uh, let's read here. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, therefore, having your loins girt about you with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, 
wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the God, praying always with the prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto all the perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I had a thought hit me while I was praying, and I've lost it. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's how it goes. Uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the power of the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, we as Christians in America today are facing war on a spiritual front unlike we have seen in the history of our country. And I'm not, I'm not bringing politics in. Today it don't matter what side of the aisle you stand on politically. From all stands, we're, we're taking a beating. Uh, we're having our uh, faith. We're having our... Uh, practices demoralized uh, as a whole. I know I, as I drove down down here this morning, they put in a they put in a liquor store in Andersonville, and that's where we're at, just on the other side of the county. And today I drove by and I noticed uh, they had a big sign out front now open on Sundays. Uh, we nothing's sacred anymore in America, uh, not from our politicians, not from the people. Uh, and, and we let a lot slide, too, on occasion, ourselves. We don't uh, stand where we need to stand on, on occasion. Uh, but Paul's telling us we have to prepare for that. Now, now as we read, he's not saying we have to attack people. He, he's setting us up for that spiritual fight. In fact, we're only to fight the fights that we've been called to fight. Uh, I don't have... A whole lot of place fighting uh, fighting a spiritual fight within the school system uh, that's not my call that's not my calling I'm not called to the schools but but our teachers in the schools uh, that's their battleground now we're there to support them I should I should support uh, our Christian teachers in the school system for our children uh, but that's not my fight <coughs> because we're not the rest. Uh, Wherefore, taking to you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. You know, it, the, the belt of truth is what we're talking about. And you think when you're talking about armor, when Paul's talking about armor and, and you're thinking about this big war, why would he mention the belt first? Because the belt of truth is the foundation of the armor. The belt holds the entire thing together, this spiritual armor that we put on. Uh, if we're not operating in truth through the truth of Christ, then the rest of it's void. If you're not operating through the truth, then you, you might as well be wearing paper mache uh, in, in an armor sense. Uh, it'll, it'll do you no good, no justice. Uh, and having the breastplate of righteousness. 
That is not our righteousness that we're wearing as a breastplate. It doesn't say that. It, it, it could be misleading. We're wearing that breastplate of righteousness, the righteousness of Christ. And we must make sure at all times that that is the righteousness that we are wearing. If we slip in the spiritual war in, in our mind and Satan puts us out front on that breastplate of righteousness, then we can come off as spiritually arrogant, which is the exact opposite of what we want to put off. And that's why, that's why uh, Paul puts it as the breastplate, that breastplate of righteousness. When you see a soldier, that's the first thing your eyes are drawn to is this big hulking piece of metal on their chest. And we have to be careful that that is Christ because through spiritual arrogance, we can drive people away from Christ instead of bringing them to. Uh, if we come off as, as higher than someone, even though in our mind we're doing the right thing, we have to make sure Christ is at the forefront. Uh, we are to shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, uh, how we deal with people, or issues we're to deal with peace uh, we should have peace in our faith we should have peace in our salvation uh, and we should have peace with people uh, you know the old saying you draw more flies with honey than vinegar now that's not saying we should be sweet in everything we say because you can't be sweet in everything you say if somebody's wrong they're wrong but we can say it peacefully uh, that, that's not telling us to, to lay down and lay to the side, but it is telling us to go about what we do in a peaceful manner. Uh, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Uh, that shield of faith. Our faith as Christians is what defines us. Uh, in, in a big way. Uh, if our faith in the promise of God and the promise that God has given us uh, isn't strong, then whatever is thrown at us will make contact. That, uh, that be able to quench the fiery darts of wickedness. He's talking about a leather shield that they would have soaked in water. So not only is this arrow coming at you, but it's on fire. Uh, just like what's being thrown at us as Christians today from, from every angle. Uh, not only are they throwing stuff at us, but they've set it on fire. So we're to, to soak our shield in faith as they would have soaked that leather shield in, in water. So not only would it stop that, that arrow, but it'd put the fire out. Uh, take upon the helmet of salvation. Now that helmet of salvation it, and take upon the helmet of salvation, that's like five words. But they're five big words. Uh, our salvation as Christians should always be at the forefront of our mind. Uh, if we keep our salvation, the fact, the truth and the knowledge that Jesus Christ died for our sins to save us from hell, uh, 
then we can focus better to our task at hand. Like I said earlier, most of the spiritual battles we will face are in our mind. Uh, that's, that's why Paul put... Uh, The spirit of the helmet of salvation. That's that's why the helmet is salvation in Paul's analogy here, because it has to be at our forefront. And if it's not, if we slip uh, from that from that truth, then it leaves us vulnerable in other places. Uh, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Folks, if we're not studied, if we're not uh, steeped in the Bible, then we don't have any ammo. We don't have any direction with which to fight not only our internal battles, but, but these that are coming at us, the, what's going on in our country, what's going on in our world. If we don't know how to use the weapons we're given, then then we're at fault. Uh, and if, if you're not today, it, it's just a page turn away. I promise once you get in to the Bible, uh, you'll want more. God will give you that want uh, in your soul. Whether you listen to it, I listen to the Bible a lot at work. I operate uh, heavy equipment for the city of Knoxville. And uh, I used to listen to music, and I'd listen to all kind of stuff, a lot of political talk radio. But uh, I realized that my focus was being pulled away from God. I was focusing on this music. I was focusing on my talk radio. So one day I pulled up my Bible app, and I just started in Matthew. And I took Matthew all the way through Revelations. And then I kicked over, and I started in the Old Testament. And I opened up Genesis, and I made it almost all the way through so far. Leviticus took me a while, folks. Those books of the law, they were rough. I had to take breaks. But, but that want was still there. I thought, oh, my goodness. Uh, so, so, and so, but got so, and so, and this, and I'm so tired. But then I'd turn it off, and it wasn't an hour or two later. I thought, man, I, I really want to know the next line. So I'd turn it back on. That want is there. Uh, God gives us that want uh, because that is that is our weapon. Uh, he gives us that want to become familiar with it. No, no soldier goes into battle without becoming familiar with their weapon. Uh, they usually know how to take it apart blindfolded. I, ca I can't take the Bible apart blindfolded. I, I couldn't begin, but but I'm trying. I'm on that path, and we should all constantly be on that path. There's always something new to learn. Uh, God always reveals something different. Uh, as Paul finishes up, well, as he works on finishing up this letter to the people of the church of Ephesus, uh, he says, Praying always with all the prayer and supplication of the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication of the saints. As he's finishing this thought process of this spiritual war, of this armor of God we're supposed to don, he finished it praying always with prayer and supplication of the Spirit. We are always to look out for one another. We're always to build each other up. Uh, 
always to be in prayer for each other. And it's hard. It, and we forget. Uh, I, I can name a dozen times somebody said, hey, will you pray for this for me? And, and it just leaves me. And I don't. Now, I usually remember and apologize, but we're to constantly be in prayer. And that's something I've worked on myself. Uh, move when you feel led. I got friends I've started recently. When God puts someone on my mind, I call them. They say, you need something? I don't know. I just felt like calling, saying I love you. I don't know if you need anything. And it's usually like, oh, I don't know. But you might have needed it. I don't know. But, but we're to constantly be in prayer for one another because we're all fighting fights. We're all fighting different fights. Some of us are fighting very similar fights. But we're to pray for each other in our individual fights. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, they said when he was, was on his run, he laid out a map. His goal was to conquer the world, the world as he knew it at the time. And he rolled out a map, and he had his generals there, and he, uh, he pointed at a red dot on that map. And that red dot was Britain at the time. Now he said, if it weren't for this red dot, I could conquer the world. Uh, of course, Great Britain defeated him with some allied forces at Waterloo later. But when Satan unrolls his map, he points at a red dot at Calvary. That red dot where Jesus laid down his life for the salvation of you and me. And he says, if it weren't for that red dot, I could conquer the world. If it wasn't for that one spot, uh, I'd have it all. Uh, the war's already won. Jesus Christ won this war 2,020 years ago, 2,021 years ago, roughly, when he died on the cross and took our sins. All we have to do is accept him. Now, there's going to be battles. There's going to be strife. A lot of people think, when I come up here and I, and I get down at the altar and I ask God to forgive me my sins, that it's all hunky-dory after it's not. Uh, we still have skirmishes to fight, but we have to remember that the war is won. We just got to keep up the small fights in the middle uh, when it's our time. Fight the fights that we're called to fight. Because, uh, folks, if we get in fights we're not called to fight, we're just going to make it worse. We are with the best intentions on earth. If we get in the middle of something we're not supposed to be in, we're going to make it worse. Uh, and today, today, if, if you haven't accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I ask you to come today. I ask you. Now, I, I'm not in charge of anything here, but I'm sure... The few minutes I've been here, I've been met by so many friendly people. If you come to pray, somebody will be here by your side to help you take the first step into salvation. Uh, but as I wrap up, folks, I do, I do encourage you to pray for each other, uh, to pray for their... Uh, 
their spiritual walk. We often remember physical needs. Uh, So-and-so needs this, so-and-so needs that. We get caught up in our own. I need this, I need that. But we should pray for each other on their spiritual fight. Uh, Not pray for TK, he needs a better job. Pray for TK that he can... uh, that he can ward off Satan, that he can can fight the fight he's fighting today, that he's fighting this minute. Because we do, we all fight minute by minute. Uh, Be in prayer. Uh, Paul asked for prayer. Uh, Nobody's too big or too small to be prayed for. Remember that. Don't think because... uh, Brother Chris has been a Christian for 40 years that he don't need prayer. He does, daily. Uh, I thank y'all for having me. I'm going to pray. I'm going to close. Like I said, I don't think your pot roast is burnt. And uh, I'll, be, I'll probably be up here with my family if you want to talk to me as the service closes. Uh, Dear, kind, and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this day you've given us. Uh, thank you for letting us gather together, worship in your name, Lord. I pray that we can take up the fight uh, that you've called us to, Lord, that we can be prepared, that we can be covered in your righteousness with your salvation at the forefront of our mind, Lord, that we know how to, how to wield uh, the sword, Lord, Uh, which is your word of God, that we can strike down whatever foes are against us, Lord. I pray that we can be defended with the shield of faith, uh, that our faith is strong enough to withstand. And if it's not, Lord, I pray that other Christians are praying for us to strengthen us. Uh, Lord, I pray pray that we pray for other people. Uh, I pray that you'll watch out for us as we go about our work, this week and until we meet again in your name and amen.